0: I want to thank Research Consultants International for sponsoring today's podcast. They're a globally renowned lead generation firm that helps economic development organizations create real prospects. They've helped over 500 economic development organizations. Let me tell you exactly what they do. They facilitate one-on-one meetings for economic developers with corporate executives who will have projects soon. They can facilitate these meetings to where you travel to the corporate executive's office and meet them there, or you meet them at a trade show, or even have a conference call so you don't have to pay for travel. They recently launched a service called FDI 365, which provides you a lead a day of fast-growing companies that will be expanding soon. Their research has helped over $5 billion in projects get cited since inception. I encourage you to go to www.researchfdi.com to learn more about Research Consultants. As far as I'm concerned, they are absolutely the best lead generation firm in the business for economic development organizations. Call them now. They can help you create real prospects. Welcome to this week's episode of the Next Move Group, We Are Jobs Podcast. I'm Chad Chancellor, the co-founder of Next Move Group, and today I'm pleased to have Secretary Don Pearson with us from Louisiana Economic Development. Secretary, thank you for being with us today.
1: Hey, it's great to be with Next Move.
0: Thank you. So uh, as you know, I live in New Orleans. Most of my listeners know that, and 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 I really appreciate, Secretary, what you all have done for the whole state of Louisiana. I've, I've lived here four years and just been amazed at the progress that you all have made and some of the stuff going on. So why don't you tell these folks the good stuff going on in Louisiana?
1: Oh, wow. That's a, a long, long story, longer than this podcast, maybe, Chad. <laughs> but, no, we've been very fortunate to um, establish a lot of momentum here in Louisiana. And um, I'm really proud that it's a great mixture of not just uh, projects in the, in the cities, uh, and there are great projects in our uh, metropolitan regions, but we've also been able to do some things in the rural areas and so uh, last year uh, we had projects in 31 of our 64 parishes wow. and yeah, that's approaching 50 percent so i think this year we're in 23 parishes and i'm got a little bit more uh ahead we've got four more months or so to wrap this thing up and i hope to see us uh, be in uh, that that same neighborhood of 30 some odd parishes uh but to date, 67 wins this year in 2019, creating 12,485 new jobs. Uh, that retains about 14,964 jobs. And uh, we brought in about $7.5 billion in new capital investments. So, yep, we're uh, we're knocking it out.
0: And I know when you talk about the smaller parishes, that's not just lip service for you. You mean it. I remember I, I emailed the secretary about two years ago. New Orleans had a huge software win. And I live here, I love it here. And I just emailed him, hey, congratulations, thank you for what you're doing. And he said, this is really exciting, but I'm just as excited over some of our smaller parishes. So you really got a passion behind that.
1: Absolutely, and uh, you know, great example for us is uh, uh, LaSalle Lumber Mill that's uh, recently been uh, ribbon cut. We established at, on site up there and uh $110 million facility computerized this modern approach to creating uh, dimensional lumber, but so important that, yeah, that's uh, a hundred jobs on site, but the indirect effect of everybody that's in the forest, taking down trees, loading them on trucks, the trucks are hauling, uh, the mechanics are changing the oil, all these uh, ripple effects that come along with that, uh, bringing some of our rural communities uh, really uh, back up on their feet. So it is greatly rewarding, uh, similar to get uh, West Rock uh, over in uh, Jackson Parish at Hodge to uh, Uh, commit to doing a uh, reinvestment in that facility. They'll bring uh, $250 million towards modernization there uh, over the next five years. So uh, keeping the rural community strong, uh, that's a great goal and one that we should never overlook.
0: And of course, workforce training plays into that. Louisiana Economic Development has been named I think one of the best workforce training providers 10 years in a row. So talk about that program.
1: Well, Chad, I'm so proud of what we've been able to do with uh, Louisiana Fast Start. And uh, to set the stage as we talk about winning that trophy, the, the number one program in the nation for 10 years in a row, you have to understand it's not like going to the bowling alley and, and looking at the same set of 10 pins. It's not an archery target that's stationary. The, this is a moving competition. That's uh, all states are, are early workforce focused these days. And then particularly in the South, it's uh, basically SEC football. You've got, yeah. you know, when you're number one in, uh, in, in this part of the world, then uh, you're number one in the nation. And uh, what, what we've been able to do is put a lot of muscle against uh, being able to advance uh, onto cutting edge platforms to serve the clients and customers that we have. When we say workforce development, it's a little misleading uh, in that it's not just strictly a training vehicle. This is how you recruit talent. This is how you screen a group of people to find the right employees in that group and then present those to the uh, uh, to the hiring company and to allow them to look at the skill sets that these people have and then allows us to copyright their materials. And train these folks and and build the culture that they want for their company at the same time. When we're able to sit down with a company, whether they're going to expand or consider Louisiana for a new investment, to be able to bring this comprehensive solution of our workforce to the table uh, really is powerful for us.
0: And has that been some of the key to the growth in the software and high-tech stuff? I know Baton Rouge and New Orleans have both had recent announcements, so I assume that's part of the strategy.
1: It's certainly a part of it, and what's even more interesting is that some of those same uh, IT dynamics are the kinds of things that we're using inside Fast Start, where we're now building training modules for ExxonMobil, That have virtual reality and and their augmented reality, places where you can train an employee to be in a very delicate or dangerous type of environment uh, to do the right things, uh, but do it in a safe way that never exposes them to danger.
0: Right, right. But one of the things I respect most about you is you're an economic development practitioner. So you did this. For years before you became the secretary and uh, uh, we've been fortunate enough we've been asked to speak at events lately and so I'm telling everybody I think you're the best so I'm not just telling you that coach uh, you're sitting here today. Well you're very
1: kind with that <laughs> um, but it is it's a passion for me. Um, I came to the uh, economic development profession uh, almost 30 years ago now and worked in uh, Bossier Parish for uh, about 17 years and uh, really was active on that local level. I, I feel like, you know, to be successful, you've got to work with the mayor. You've got to work with the county commissioners or, or police jurors, as we call them in Louisiana. Uh, that that political element of having community support often gets overlooked by economic development professionals. You might have a, a great company and uh, they might have a great solution, but you've also got to keep in mind to, to bring the audience of the local Uh, elected officials with you and uh, make sure they understand why you think it's great and how it's going to benefit the community. Um, And and if you leave that as a blind spot, you really do so uh, at your own peril, that uh, it is so important to have that support out there. And it makes sense. And and for the company long term, they want to be in a place where they're valued. And uh, so to build that relationship on the front end is going to pay dividends for a long time. What
0: can communities do? I hear this really across the country. You know, it's not a Louisiana thing, but I hear it a lot. What can communities do to best partner with the state, with your project managers and recruiters? I mean, is there, any, is there any formula or something where you say, this really helps us promote you and helps us partner with you? Or what would you advise folks that maybe are just getting in this and wondering, how do I really work well with the state?
1: Now you're asking me to give away my secret formula for uh, Coca-Cola. How do you think we got to be the best state in the nation? No, I think it's uh, uh, what, you, you, what you'd what you hope for is a great partnership between the local team and the state team. And uh, so for the, the local perspective, uh, spending some time to make sure that uh, you're familiar with the state team and, and have a, a developed relationship of trust is is important. And then from the state's perspective, Every project is going to a county or a parish somewhere. Mm. I mean, it's going to land in in somebody's yard. And we really need to uh, know, uh, like a salesman knows his inventory, we need to know uh, our regions and our communities and uh, have those relationships with them. And uh, when when something good's going to happen, it's going to be a win-win. And we only get there uh, if there's this uh, team approach to it. So uh, that sounds very simple. But I find that uh, out there in the world, it's not always uh, executed. There's folks that think that, uh, you know, their their pen is all that's required. Uh, The the state may just bring money to the deal. Um, But I think it's far more complex than that. And then so uh, important for the local practitioner uh, to have that relationship of trust and trust. and, and bring the full support of the state into their efforts to secure a project for their community.
0: Well, and I really haven't heard of any in Louisiana, but I travel a lot, and I hear a lot of rural towns say, well, the state needs to bring us something. The state needs to bring us something. I always say, well, what are you guys doing to make it easy for them? Are you, are you preparing your product? I mean, what are you doing to make it easy for them to, to bring us No, something? and
1: you're making a great point there, and we uh, are very fortunate that we have developed one of the best practices in the nation around this, which is the Development Ready Community Program. And when that town or that uh, community says, hey, we want you to bring us something, we say, okay. But if we throw the football, are you ready to catch it? Right. And so the Development Ready Community Program is sort of a leadership program that takes uh, the community through all the steps uh, to identify their strengths and weaknesses, put together a, uh, a business plan and a marketing plan and talk about where they would locate and what kind of business they want to locate and uh, really stand up and be ready. And We've done that now for 40 communities uh, in Louisiana. Mm -hmm. We only do them in a clip of about seven or eight a year, so we've been doing it a while, and um, it's really very, very helpful. The the, the community comes away better prepared, and uh, certainly uh, we have more locations that we can bring projects to.
0: Of course, I live in New Orleans because I choose to. I can live anywhere in the country, but but I love New Orleans and it's been great for my business. I love it here. So I want to spotlight New Orleans a little. Talk about some of the recent software. We've sort of touched about it, but we haven't got any detail. I mean, you guys are winning jobs by the hundreds and thousands here. It's just <laughs> been incredible for me to watch. Within you know a mile of where I live, there's all these software and tech jobs coming. So talk about that if you don't buy it.
1: Well, we like to be active in a number of lanes. And certainly here in New Orleans, we're not far from NASA Mishu, where they're building the space launch system for Boeing and putting the uh, Lockheed Martin's Orion space capsule is also being constructed uh, here in uh, uh, New Orleans region at the NASA facility. So we like to point to uh, advanced manufacturing that we do. Um, We certainly like to look at uh, an expanding area of uh, excellence right now for us in water management, but we're also very focused on the uh, IT and and software industry in that today everything is about a digital convergence. It doesn't matter whether you're in the medical field, the automotive field, uh, aviation, all of them are going to be driven by uh, all the software uh, that's being developed and continues to be developed and deployed, artificial intelligence just right over the horizon, those kinds of things. So, You know, if you don't have an active engagement in that area, you could be looking at a community that gets left behind. Mm. So we've been fortunate in Louisiana to attract IBM, DXC, uh, CGI. I don't know why these all just have alphabet suit names, but uh, it, it must be the way that you have to do. Uh, CenturyLink is another major employer mm-hmm. for us. But right here in New Orleans, it's DXC, who has just celebrated their one year of being open and operating and hiring. Uh, they have a goal of reaching 2,000 jobs. Uh, At this one year mark, I think they're at 483. That's an impressive start. They do attribute a lot of that to our Fast Start program that's helped them, but also to this uh, outstanding university partnership that we put together uh, to support all the kinds of jobs uh, and uh, special uh, computer skills that are going to be needed to work at DXC. And look, they don't have to go directly to DXC. We hope they do, and we want DXC to make their numbers. But uh, Accruent and a number of other uh, GE Digital uh, software providers and uh, people that are active in the industry are uh, becoming uh, a part of the fabric here in New Orleans. So it's exciting to watch, but it's really being powered by UNO and Southeastern and uh, LSU and and this uh, uh, consortium of universities that we've put together uh, that are going to be directly responsible for teaching the kind of skills in the classroom that are needed by uh, DXC and other companies. So uh, pretty amazing to watch.
0: Well, I'm very, very proud of it. I didn't have a thing in the world to do with any of those projects, but but living here, I'm just proud of it. People come visit us so often, and, and when I start telling them about it, you know, people are just proud of it. So if you haven't been to New Orleans lately, let us let us show you that don't just don't just enjoy our food and culture. Look at some of the success we're having. Well, Mr. Secretary, one of the things we're asking all our guests is how do they get into this business? I find hardly anybody grows up as a little as a little boy or girl and says, "I want to be an economic developer." So, so what's your story?
1: Oh, I'm probably one of those people that's still trying to figure out what they want to do when they grow up. <laughs> uh, but I started out as an army officer and uh, led an uh, infantry uh, uh, unit in um, uh, Fort Bragg, North Carolina, 82nd Airborne Division. Uh, but after five years uh, outdoors in the rain and uh, getting all mosquito bites, I was thinking that maybe there could be a better way. Uh, came back to Louisiana and went to work in a family business, which happened to be uh, real estate development. So I got my contractor's license and my uh, real estate broker's license o- over time. So I understood those industries Or at least I thought I did until the bottom fell out in the last oil crunch. It's when they had the bumper sticker in Lafayette that said, last one out, turn out the lights. (laughs) Um, Up in Shreveport, uh, 13 banks failed. The FDIC became the biggest uh, employer in town. And uh, I was holding quite a bit of property for sale at that time. Uh, But I was able to manage that, sell some, lease some, and work my way out of the equation uh, while I was doing that, I think I owed enough money to the lumberyard that uh, the, the owners of the lumberyard are sitting on the board of uh, the Chamber of Commerce said, this guy needs a job, let's pull him in. So uh, I went down to the Chamber of Commerce, started an economic development uh, organization there and uh, was really pleased with uh, what I was doing and the, the ways that uh, I could help grow the community, get it back on its feet during those difficult economic times. Um, began to be really um, uh, work around the state some through the Association, the Louisiana Industrial Development Executives Association, also was president of the of the uh, state's uh, uh, Chamber of Commerce Association along the way. And so got to know all the folks that operate in this environment, work with a lot of small businesses along the way. And uh, Kathleen Blanco asked me to come down to uh, Baton Rouge and serve uh, with uh, economic development. And I became assistant secretary for Michael Olivier. And uh, worked there through the next uh, two administrations of uh, Governor Jindal and uh, Governor Edwards asked me to stay on and head up the program. So that's my story. And um, as you can see, my roots are in um, uh, job creation, small businesses, expanding the businesses that we have in our state. And it's a passion for me.
0: Well, I want to really thank you for being with us today and thank uh, Governor Edwards' whole team for the job y'all are doing. And uh, these are hardworking folks. I get to see them behind the scenes on projects that I'm not even part of, just just watching them. And it's a hardworking team, not just yourself, but your whole staff. So really, uh, I compliment you and the governor. And as a, as a proud Louisiana uh, resident now, I'm, I'm thankful for what y'all are doing. I really appreciate it.
1: Well, thanks for being a great partner, Chad, and uh, lots of success to you and Next Move.
0: Thank you. A special thank you to Younger Associates for recording, editing, and publishing this podcast for us. I encourage you to visit their website at younger-associates.com.